Welcome to the Smart Connector, a podcast for entrepreneurs who put people first. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode. In our podcast, we'll be looking at the power of authentic connection and how it can build your business success. We feature interviews with leading entrepreneurs and offer strategies to bring power to all your relationships, including the one you have with yourself. Be a smart connector to the architect of your amazing business and life. podcast we're going to talk about the famous psychological theory of motivation, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This is used a lot in marketing circles to understand what motivates people. There's no point trying to sell a luxury car for example to someone who hasn't got enough food to last the week. It's, ju- it's not just a question of resource but also where their attention and preoccupations lie. And this is very predictable based on where they're currently at in the hierarchy. So let's get into it. The hierarchy of needs is a five-tier model of human needs, often illustrated as layers within a pyramid. The basic idea is that the needs lowest in the hierarchy must be satisfied before people can prioritize the needs higher up. From the bottom of the hierarchy up, the needs are as follows. Physiological, in other words, basic survival needs like breathing, air, sleep, food and water. Safety, avoidance of danger. Next up, there's love and belonging, family, friendship, and so on. Above this is esteem, which includes the desire for social recognition as well as feelings of accomplishment. And right at the top is self-fulfillment or actualization, which includes personal development and growth as well as the achievement of our reason why or highest purpose in life. Maslow called this the desire to become everything one is capable of becoming. This five stages can be divided in what are called deficiency needs and growth needs. The first four levels are often called deficiency needs and the top level is known as growth needs. Deficiency needs are connected to deprivation and are a huge motivator of people when they're they're unmet. The desire to fulfill these needs will become stronger the longer they're denied. So for example, the longer a person goes without water, the more thirsty they'll become. When Maslow created the hierarchy of needs back in 1943, he said that individuals must satisfy the lower level deficit needs before progressing on to meet higher level growth needs. However, he later retracted this statement saying that satisfaction of a need is not an all or nothing thing and that a need doesn't have to be satisfied 100% before the next need emerges. For example, even people who are worried for their safety will still feel an impulse and desire for love and belonging. People who are hungry will still care about being safe and so on, but their main priority and focus of attention will go to the primary unmet need at that time, which is on the lowest rung of the hierarchy. I hope that makes sense. So let's go through it again. At the bottom of the pyramid are basic survival needs such as food, water and sleep. Next up is safety, making sure we can survive without being hurt. The tier above this is social, making sure our lives feature connection to others. After this, it's recognition and achievement. Then at the top of the pyramid, it's personal growth and fulfillment of potential. When a deficiency need has been more or less satisfied, it will go away and our activities then become directed towards meeting the next set of needs, 
that we have yet to satisfy. However, growth needs are always present and they'll become even stronger after they've been explored for the first time because it feels so good to find a way to differentiate and express ourselves through purpose and meaning. Growth needs don't come from something missing but rather from a powerful desire to grow as a person. When growth needs get satisfied, they quickly turn into a desire for the higher level or tip the pyramid, which is self-actualization or the fulfillment of potential and purpose. Everyone is capable and has the instinct to move up the hierarchy towards self-actualization. Unfortunately, progress is often disrupted by the ability to meet lower tier needs. Difficult life experiences, such as divorce and business losses, will cause someone to move between levels of the hierarchy. For this reason, not everyone will move up through the hierarchy in a one-dimensional manner. Many will move back and forth in their lives, depending on their circumstances. Maslow also noticed that the order of needs is sometimes flexible based on external circumstances or individual differences. For example, he noted that some particularly creative individuals, think of some famous but poor artists in the past, for example, the need for creative expression in the form of self-actualization superseded the need for social recognition and connection. So rather than it being a one-size-fits-all, think of this theory as a helpful guide and signpost when it comes to understanding people's motivation and, of course, how to market or sell to them. You can understand who you're marketing your product or service to and what they care about and will pay for by thinking about the hierarchy of needs. On the most basic level, survival, are people that would be considered poor. They live on benefits or paycheck to paycheck and have little to no support structure if they get kicked out of their home. These are people that if they stopped working or lost benefits would likely become homeless. Many people spend their entire lives in this place, especially in developing countries, and until pretty recently, most of the world constantly lived at this rung in Maslow's hierarchy. So people like this are scared they'll lose their income. They don't have a backup plan. They don't have skills that can improve their income or earning potential. They can't help or fund their children to do anything other than survive until they're capable of earning a living for themselves. They may work at a pretty bad job out of necessity. They spend a lot of their lives in fear, so they're highly motivated by the promise of certainty and safety. So sadly, they're the biggest buyers of lottery tickets, for example, as they can't see any other way out of their precarious situation. A lot of predatory businesses prey on these level of people too, because being uneducated, they're the easiest to scam and the most desperate but they still have enough income to spend money on some things. Think about payday loan sharks or Bright House, the electrical goods retailer that charge extortionate interest rates to families who have bad credit and couldn't buy a fridge or washing machine otherwise. On the next level up, belonging are typically people who might be thought of as average or middle class. They have their basic needs met. They live in a decent place. They have a decent income. They have some education and they have some choices about where to spend their money. They're probably not looking to change the world, but they want to create a smallish network around them where they feel they belong. Such people probably have jobs that aren't terrible, but they're not perhaps a bundle of joy either. They typically look outside of their work to find happiness. They probably believe work is part of the week and weekends are sacrosanct. Such people are motivated by joining groups and being part of clubs. 
wanting to have fun with family and friends. They'll look and pay for ways to do this. They want to have and feel a sense of community around them. Such people are typically very careful with their money, as there isn't a lot to spare, so they'll be motivated by practicality rather than luxury or prestige. They would be the main market for Ford cars, for example, rather than McLarens. If they're in the UK, they'll shop at Asda or Tesco rather than Waitrose. They'll eat out in places that offer promotions and select the cheaper dishes on the menu. The next tier are people who have reached the point where they want to show off a bit and also do things they're truly proud of. This is the esteem level. This is the stage in life which is considered a luxury afforded by the more advanced members of our society. In the past, you'd only get very wealthy members of society hitting this level. But today, this level has been reached by many others in a stable society who have a decent income. So these people want and need to respect themselves, to have others respect them, to feel important, to experience feelings of accomplishment. They want their job to not just to provide money, but also to be fulfilling. These people are in the main the best market for aspirational brands, as they buy them to differentiate themselves from other people lower down the hierarchy. So they'll be the target market for Audis or BMWs, for example. They're more concerned with how others perceive them and their role and status within society. They're also keen to advance themselves and are often thirsty for learning and education. So they may spend money on personal growth and development, therapy, education programs, books and subscriptions to apps and membership sites. They may be interested in joining members clubs rather than seeking out cheap places to meet for coffee. If you're listening to this podcast, the chances will be high that you're one of these people. On the final level, self-actualization are people who are financially free for life. These are people who've accomplished everything they needed to ensure their survival and quality of life. They no longer have to worry about things like income or being able to provide for their families. These type of people are motivated by bigger purpose, purposes, such as solving global problems, being creative and abstract thinking and theories. They want to make every moment count. They want their lives to be filled with satisfying activities. For 99% of human history, almost no one reached this stage. And when Maslow produced his hierarchy of needs, he estimated that only 2% of the population would be in this category. The percentage has probably increased today. So people at this stage will pay for things like seeing the world, their big spenders on travel and luxury hotels, restaurants or residences, figuring out the meaning of life, searching for a higher purpose, improving their game through elite or high-performance sporting activities, preferably in beautiful destinations. You might find them flying helicopters, sailing yachts or playing on the best golf courses. They might be seen at Formula One in Monaco or skiing in elite resorts. They might pay for spiritual mentors as opposed to business coaches. They fill their lives with connection because they can. Their money facilitates an army of paid-for people who ensure they're never alone. Although people are abundant in their lives, they can also struggle with feelings of loneliness and separation. They fear being used or exploited by others, which is why they willingly also pay for trusted advisors, even if they could find out the answer to a problem themselves. A big challenge for such people is social responsibility and giving back. 
so you'll also find them at charity balls and on charitable committees or mentoring people for free. I hope this makes it clear how valuable this motivational theory has been in terms of understanding how to market the right products and services to the people who will buy them. Maslow was also interested in the characteristics of people who he considered to have achieved their potential as individuals. He studied 18 people he considered to be self-actualized, including Abraham Lincoln and Albert Einstein, and identified 15 characteristics of a self-actualized person. The reason why this is important is because self-actualization is actually a powerful human drive that once the more basic levels are met will naturally kick in. But certain people can ignite self-actualization without even meeting their lower tier needs fully. Maslow find, found that such people can tolerate uncertainty, accept themselves and others for who they are. They're spontaneous in thought and action. They're problem-centered rather than self-centered. They possess a sense of humor and an ability to laugh at life. They're able to look at life objectively. They're often highly creative. They're resistant to accepted societal norms, but not purposely unconventional. In other words, they're not like sheep who follow the herd. They're concerned for the welfare of humanity as a whole, and they're capable of deep appreciation of life's experience. They're also able to establish deep, satisfying interpersonal relationships with a few people. They seek a peak experience in healthy forms. They have a need for privacy, possess democratic attitudes, in other words, respecting our connection to one another. They have powerful moral and ethical standards. He also found that certain behaviors lead to self-actualization, which included experiencing life like a child with full absorption and concentration, trying new, new things instead of sticking to safe paths, listening to feelings and evaluating experiences through them instead of just listening to the voice of tradition or somebody else's authority or the majority, avoiding pretense or game-playing and being honest with others, being prepared to be unpopular if your views don't coincide with those of the majority, taking responsibility for your life and working hard, self-awareness, identifying your defensive behaviours and having the courage to give them up, Maslow didn't equate self-actualization with perfection. It only involves achieving one's potential. So someone can be silly, wasteful, vain and impolite and still self-actualize. There's hope for us all. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you'd like to hear more. In the meantime, if you'd like to talk to me about anything that this podcast brought up for you, feel free to email me on jane at janebaylor.com or get in touch with me through social media. Thanks so much for listening or watching and see you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Smart Connective podcast. I invite you to follow me on social media or go to www.janebaylor.com to book a discovery call and learn about our exciting mentorships, masterminds and retreats. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.